0: It's the first of August, and this is one radio oneradionetwork.com. You're about to hear a show that uh, we did with Dave Stetzer, and it began with uh, the downsides of these LED bulbs, which has been decreed to be against the law to make, sell, or buy by the Biden administration. Dave is on the phone, as you'll hear. And at the very beginning, there was all kinds of interference, and uh, so we had to edit that out, interference on the line, so we're just going to pick it up where we start talking about exactly uh, what the LED bulbs. Uh, Dave Stetzer has been a long-time engineer. His website is stetzerelectric.com. His company has been around since 1975. We get into all sorts of things with grounding and, um, well, just a wide variety of topics involved with Electricity and uh, these uh, LED bulbs, as you hear, as you will hear, are just very, they're just not good and they affect the body. So, uh, we're going to pick it up here uh, with Dave Stetzer. So, do we know what extreme um, these LED bulbs have? If you got a whole house full of them, I guess there's no way to quantify exactly what it's doing, potentially doing to someone's health. Is there, Dave Stetzer? Well,
1: there's been studies done of those frequencies. You yeah. Know, and the most biologically active frequencies are between 4 kilohertz and 100 kilohertz. Mm. Now, most LEDs, like I said, originally all of them did, but mm. most of them still put the 62.5 and the 31.25 kilohertz back on the wires. Mm. Now, some LED companies or manufacturers are changing them or putting a tune filter at the base that shorts that out. Mm-hmm. So you can, you'd can, you have to have a meter and, you know, you'd have to check the bulb. And these bulbs are kind of pricey. They're not cheap. So don't buy, you know, 20 light bulbs of LEDs. Go to the store and buy one and check it out first, you know, with a meter. And then if it's good, then you can... You know, and you like the lights, then you can buy the other 19. But but don't buy 20 light bulbs or 10 light bulbs or something, because they are very expensive, yeah. and then you get home and then they're no good.
0: So I, I, I hear you conjecturing that there are some LED manufacturers that somehow have got onto to this idea that they could be other than the best for people, and they put in filters, and did that dis... Dissolve all of the issues with the 62.5 and the thirty one point two
1: five yes they, it shorts it out they know what frequencies okay. you're putting on, I so see. you know then you, you and they can make a tune filter now you can put filters that we have, of course you can put them in the house and it'll yeah, we'll it. talk about on the lighting circuit, yeah, but i mean so you can filter it, but the best thing to do is to to buy one that doesn't have that to begin with. <clears throat> You know, you, test the bulb. Test it with a meter. You
0: know, can you can you conjecture what? A, a hazard a guess of what percentage of the LEDs on the shelves today, which everybody's buying now, is uh, safe and effect safe? Do we have any idea? Could you guess?
1: Well, I would say about eighty-five percent are bad.
0: Whoa! What? Eighty-five percent of the LEDs out there are doing what your science and what your, the research shows that they're doing. Wow,
2: that's crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: We can buy t- 20 light bulbs and we'll probably only find one or two, if we're lucky,
0: that's not doing it. And could a layperson learn how to test this without a lot of fancy equipment?
1: Well, it, that, the Graham Stetzer Micro surge Meter, right. okay, that measures the high frequency energy that's on the wires.
0: I'm showing people and a what picture of it right now. I'm on camera. This is oh, a, okay. This is Graham. This is a meter, and I'll tell you how you can get one. Go ahead,
1: talk about it. Okay, so what what I do, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I can use an oscilloscope. That's five thousand dollars, but right. this meter's, you know, hundred and twenty bucks or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you just plug that, put the by a, uh, a bulb, and. uh you know, screw it in a lamp and plug the meter into the to the uh, outlet, the same outlet the lamp is being plugged into, mm-hmm. and then you'll get a number. And then turn the light on. If mm-hmm. the number goes up, then turn the light off. It goes back down. You know it's
0: the light bulb. You know it's the and light you bulb. You got a problem. Oh, well, see, there yep. you go. So yeah. for 100 Simple bucks or whatever, you, you got this, and you can test the, uh, the LEDs that you're being forced to buy if you can't buy incandescents, right?
1: Right. Wow. Well, And like I said, some, you know, years ago they used to be like $30 or more just for uh, an LED. So, you know, now they've come down some, but still they're expensive. And you don't want to go and buy LEDs for your home, and then they're no good, or they cause problems.
0: So, it was interesting. I hadn't really thought, I've got your little filters, and let me show a picture of the filters to everybody on video. These are called Stetzer filters, right? They're white. And these do what?
1: Well, the filters short out these high frequencies. But the thing of it is, is that you shouldn't have to buy those filters. Uh, You know, really, the manufacturers, when they make this stuff, I mean, Michael Dell knows that his computers putting 16.5 kilohertz back on the wires, you know, his towers. And Apple knows that they're putting 12.5 kilohertz back on their wires. So they could put a tuned filter and we went to those companies, you know, companies to begin with, cuz we didn't want to have a product to sell because we thought it took away from our expertise, you know, as experts. Mm-hmm. So what happened is we went ahead and we went to them and they said, "Well, it would add $5 to the cost of that computer." Okay. Well, what's $5 when they were selling for like 3,000? Sure. Uh, but anyway, they could make a tune filter. So what happened is they didn't do it, so we had to kind of make a kind of a catch-all filter that catches all those frequencies and we had to make it you know robust so it's it's more money of course but the like the leds yes you could put filters in but it's on the lighting circuit see so then it has to go back to your panel and then back to one of those filters before it shorts it out so what happens is it would be better the best scenario is to go ahead and have a tuned filter right at the base of the light bulb so you know uh, but our filters will take care of it for you. But you're better off, you know. I'm not trying to talk you out know, of buying our filters. No, I understand. But, uh, but, you know, it's like but you're work. better off if you test the light bulb, yeah. and it's the best way to go, okay?
0: So I have these filters all over my home, people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't thought much about these things. You know how it just gets out of your state of mind, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I've actually been thinking about sometimes I sit in the studio where I am and I could tell this it doesn't feel as good, right? So I get my little my little meter out this morning. I plug it into a, a light you know one of the outlets in my studio and it's 259. That's a lot that's too high. way that's too big. high. I put in one filter, one filter in my studio this today I found one on the shelf. I just plugged it in to the circuits, you know, right in the studio, it went down to 40. Mm. That's cool, right?
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's what they're designed to do. And this stuff is shorted out and it doesn't, Mm. 250. Like I said earlier, any energy above two kilohertz dissipates internal to the human body. If you made the human body into an electrical model, it would look like three resistors and two capacitors. The capacitors are short to high frequency, so you kind of like absorb this, okay, above two kilohertz. So the filters will take out that two kilohertz, okay, or and above. And 50 on the meter is usually about two kilohertz. If you do it on a curve, when we were in Russia, they they did a, their Bureau of Standards, they made a curve, okay. So about two kilohertz is usually about that. So. If you read the research, they'll say, well, if the number's below 35, you know, all these people, who 37 kids had asthma, no longer use inhalers, people's blood sugar changes it if the number was, and it kind of got to be around 30, 35, something like that. Mm-hmm. But looking at it from an engineering standpoint, the same thing would have happened if the number was 45 or 50 because you're below the 2 kilohertz. If the energy's not going internal, it's not affecting you.
0: So in English, then, where do we... What's the minimum we need, to, the maximum we need to get this number out when we get one of these filters?
1: Well, you want to get it below 50. Okay, below 50. The, the research will say 35, so, you know, the, and that was published in peer-reviewed medical journals. Okay. All the research will say 30, 35, all this blood sugar changes and mm-hmm. there are free radicals and blood change. Wow. You know, think that or numbers against numbers. 37 kids had asthma at the school. They put them in the school. They quit using the inhalers the very day we put them in. Mm. Okay, so it's like... Uh, so that the research just comes up at thirty five but well, from an engineering standpoint, the same thing would have happened if it was below fifty
0: below fifty yeah. now, if I would put more filters in my studio, would I necessarily be able to get it down i've noticed some places in my home I just can 't get it down any further what is why is that
1: Well, the meter's reading the energy that 's on the wire, so if it 's below. You know, if you're below 50, you're for sure good, okay? Okay, Okay. But just because it's reading, say, 55 or something, and it doesn't come down any lower, doesn't mean that it's above 2 kilohertz. They made it curved. So then you'd have to really look at it, like, with an oscilloscope to see what's really there because the meter's reading the difference in voltage over the difference in time. So it's like it's a measurement of energy. Gotcha. So Mm -hmm. you could have high amplitude but low frequency and... You could get a higher number, but it's really not, you know, hurting you.
0: I got you. So, folks, um, what you want to do, so once you understand this a little bit more, and we'll, we'll be talking more about it, you can go to com, Dave's website, and you click on the shop, and you can see these little meters, right? You can buy one of these guys. Uh, you got the filters that are 40 bucks, right? One, 40 bucks?
2: Yeah, something like that. And
0: the, the meters are a hundred and a half. For um, generally for a home, how do how do you gauge how many filters people should buy if they want to get this number down below fifty?
1: Okay. The average home has it doesn't go by square footage or anything okay. like that, okay? People who sell stuff like like square footage of that, they're they're scammers, okay? So it goes by how much electronics you have and how much what where you live, kind of like what's coming off the grid. Oh. There's two sources of this, okay? So if you live in a, a neighborhood that has a lot of arcades and things like that and their homes next to each other, you know, and, and houses are close together and that, uh, you're going to have to have more filters than the person who's, uh, you know, living in a kind of a retirement center where people aren't on their computers, you know, going. To, and so, but the average home has two TVs and one computer. hmm Okay, so then the average home takes 20 filters. If you put 20 filters in your home, you're going to lower the numbers enough that you'll know that you feel better and you'll know you want to, you know, even if you have some higher numbers yet, you'll still want to lower them the rest of the way. But 20 filters and a meter. I think they have a deal going on. I don't deal with the money part here, but uh, I think they have a deal where you can get 20 filters and a meter for like $800. Oh,
0: I see it here. That's their home kit. Mm-hmm. That's her home kit, and that's 20 filters?
1: Yeah, you get 20 filters and a meter, and if you put the 20 filters in, even if you needed 30 in the home, you can always buy the other 10, but but the, the 20 filters will definitely make a difference in how you sleep, how you feel at night. It, I mean, it, it affects your uh, blood sugar. I mean, those are numbers. I mean, we can say if you have a headache, And we put filters in and your headache goes away. Only you know you had the headache. We can't prove it, right? But if you take your blood sugar and then we put filters in and your blood sugar drops and then we take the filters out and your blood sugar goes back up again, that's a number that can be plotted against the number. Neurotransmitters in your urine, which is your immune system, Mm. that's a number. You can actually plot plot that. that.
0: You can actually plot it.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sam Millam did some research. Yeah. At, uh, you can go to our website; that papers are on there, and they published it in peer-reviewed medical journal. Yeah, We've had they s- took uh, they did some research in uh, Olympia, Washington Library, and they checked people's urine for twelve weeks. Nobody had less than three hundred neurotransmitters coming out of their system, you know, in their urine. You don't want it to come out of your system. You need that.
0: You need the neurotransmitters. It.
1: Right. it, in the body, right? But right. so it's coming out. So they put the filters in within eight hours because there's two shifts, okay? So you don't know if they collected a urine beginning shift or end of the shift. So you guys say within eight hours, nobody had more than three neurotransmitters wow. in their urine. Wow, And they checked it for 12 weeks after filter
0: C. Wow. So this could really affect sleep people that have no idea they have insomnia and this could be going on in their home. No idea.
1: Right, yeah, and it's all modern-day electronic equipment.
0: Everything. Now, the LEDs are just kind of piling on, right, all this electronic Part equipment. of it, yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a part of it. But, like, the compact fluorescent lights, they'll actually radiate through space. Yeah, you So can, people have seizures, you know, getting yeah. next to them, things like that. So those will put a, induce a current into your body, I mean, even if you're just, uh, you know, a little ways away from them, Okay. So desk lamps, things like that, or even in the ceiling. And they raise that number. On. Plus, it pollutes. It puts 50 to 100 kilohertz back on on all the wires. So you're getting like a double whammy. The LEDs, it'll put it on the
0: wires. They no don't radiate. They don't radiate. Now, the CFLs, compact fluorescents, they got these everywhere at Home Depot, right? I use Home Depot as the kind of standard, right, because the these things are the worst, right? The worst. You
1: can they're do. the most dangerous thing. Yes, wow. they are terrible. Uh, I mean, it's absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, I follow these research. Professor Magda Havis has done a lot of mm-hmm. research on people. You know, have seizures. Uh, people with MS. It just makes the symptoms a whole lot worse. Uh, it's it, they're really bad. They should have never been allowed on the market. Wow. Uh, I did some research. With the uh, Stolo First Nation up in British Columbia a few years ago, they had a uh, everybody with diabetics on the reservation you know the the medical center people they would get their insulin and things like that you know medical supplies or diabetic supplies and the insulin usage was going up people were uh more diabetics everything and they they actually had the people get involved in researching it and Professor Havis from Canada who was an um, environmental person. They yeah. thought, well, maybe it's the environment then because how can they just make such a fast change? So I went up there and took some measurements for him. I was invited up. Milham was invited. He was a world-famous epidemiologist. And so they invited me up there to look at it. And what we found was is BC Hydro, you know, they went, to all these people's homes, and they actually changed the light bulbs for them. They didn't want to just drop a case of light bulbs off on the door, and maybe they'd never get put in. So they actually went in and changed the light bulbs, and it changed their, everything went haywire. So when we were there, we knew, this is a problem right here. And so we changed them back to the incandescent, you know, that was there, and it, everything went back to normal. Wow. Amazing. So it, it really
0: made people sick. Uh, Dave Stetzer is with us, StetzerElectric.com. Dave, you you have some papers that people can do your research on your website as well, right? You have a research tab?
1: Yeah, sure. Yep, we publish it. Yeah, whatever, you know, the the scientific papers that people did, yeah. And uh, they were published in peer-reviewed medical journals. I mean, the paper I was just talking about, uh, the neurotransmitter one is on there, asthma is on there, mm. blood sugar is on there. Mm. And blood sugar is a number, you know, I mean, that's a number that's plotted against a number. So I tell people, well, maybe the Dalai Lama can change his blood sugar <laughs> cycle somatically, but, uh, you know, right. certainly we are not going to.
0: And you can also type in Magda Havas, M-A-G-D-A-H-A-V-A-S, into our search function on one radio network. And we, we interviewed her several times, I think two or three times over the years, is she still around and working?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. She's retired, mm-hmm. but she's still working. Mm-hmm. So,
0: well, I'll uh, email her. Maybe <laughs> we can get her on, and she can uh, add this to, uh, you know, the grist for the mill here with these LED bulbs. I mean, you know, when I first saw this, Dave, and they were going to out, you know, outlaw incandescent bulbs. Do you have any idea this may be out of your? Out of your bailiwick, though, do you have any idea how they can even do this in legally, lawfully, constitutionally? So
2: you I don't buy know something? how they're <laughs> doing
1: half the things they do uh, <laughs> no. constitutionally. I how mean, it, you, it, you know, that? I have no clue. I mean, that should be our choice. I mean, if we want to use it, it's our money if we're saving, uh, you know, uh, 10 cents worth of electricity. It's our 10 cents if we don't, we elect not to change it.
2: Right.
0: But on the health standpoint... Boy, if I had the bucks, I'd take this sucker to the Supreme Court tomorrow. I think it'd be fun. If you could prove that these LEDs, which you could, right, uh, damage yeah. the health to the Supreme Court, they could they could just say, you know, Joe, go away. You can't do this. <laughs> you can't do
1: it. You know, I don't know what it is down there, but it's $250. I mean, we live in a smaller rural community. Uh-huh. Okay. And so when we go to our local doctor, Okay, it's $250 minimum for an office call. Really? That's it. they don't do any labs or anything like that. $200. So if they cause you know, headaches and nausea, flu-like symptoms that don't mm-hmm. seem to break out, and you go to the doctor and, and he doesn't have a clue you know, as far as he has to do some labs and stuff like that, you're spending how much money and your health insurance doesn't pick up that tab? I mean, there's a deductible everybody has now because it's so other price. So, how much money did you really save by having these, you know, sure. energy efficient devices in your home?
2: I, I mean, know you maybe you... save
1: thirty cents on your light bill right this month, or maybe three dollars. Okay, and then you spent seven hundred dollars at the doctor, and he finds nothing wrong with you anyway because you know it's not going to show up on a blood test.
0: How did you guys, uh, you you made this filter, which I'm holding up again in video, you made that with a fellow by the name of Graham. Who is he, and how did you figure out the number thing?
1: Well, okay, it's kind of a long story, but we were doing research with cows, okay?
0: With cows. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and Martin Graham, first of all, he was a professor of mirrors from UC Berkeley. He's an absolute genius. He has over 40 patents to his name, okay? Mm And so him and I, he was my best friend, okay, But and he liked the cows for some reason. I don't know. But anyway, we were doing research on these cows, and I said, well, it's real simple because what we did is we measured what the cows were exposed to, and there's high frequencies on the ground. And so we said, okay, how much high frequency are they exposed to today? Mm-hmm. And so we wrote a computer. We measured it with an oscilloscope and logged the data. Mm -hmm. So then we said, what time do you get done milking today? And if the farmer said 8 o'clock, then we drew a line at 8 o'clock and we give that a number. And then the next day, because now Carl's making her milk for the next day. And what we found was that the day she was exposed to a lot of this stuff, she gave a whole lot less milk. The day she was exposed to less of it, she gave more milk. And, of course, the lower it is, and it was low for three, four days, she gave more and more milk, and then it would go up, and then she her milk production would drop. And the thing of it is, is that cows are, of course, you know, they, they they don't sit there and say, oh, you know, uh, I'm getting a lot today, so I'll give less milk. I mean, the, the psychosomatic parts go on, okay? It's like right. a double-blind study. Right. And the milk production, daily milk production, is a number, and we can plot it against the electrical number, okay? So... And it shows it. And then fun, the interesting part was: is you don't have to wait two weeks or something before you feel better. You know, you get a shot of penicillin, and it takes a couple of days before you feel better. This is instant. I mean, it's the very day.
0: Because okay? it, it's, a, it's you're 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 stopping the insult that's happening to your body immediately, right?
1: And and your body reacts. Your immediately body reacts immediately to immediately. it. Yeah, yeah, right. So okay. cows. So what happened was then the cows or the farmers said, "Hey, you know." This doesn't just affect the cows. It affects people. My wife will come into the barn, and she gets heart palpitations. She tips over, you know, falls down in the barn. So they get an ambulance, and like I said, we're in a rural area, so it takes an hour to get to the hospital or more, you know, But then the the mm-hmm. ambulance gets there. And they get her down there, and they can't find anything wrong with her. But then they started talking about the symptoms, okay? So Graham and I were both ex military so we had classes that were classified, and so we couldn't really talk about them, but they said, okay, if you're exposed to high frequencies, this is the symptoms of that. So I had to go to Russia then to in order to get, uh, you know, to, to get information printed that we could then you know, talk about. But... What we found was, okay, where are these high frequencies coming from? It's on the ground. Well, okay, so then where did it, how did it get in the ground? The electric utility puts it in the ground. Okay, but how did it get on the – they don't generate it. So how did it get on the wires? It's modern-day electronic equipment. And this, remember, this is back in, like, 90s, okay, so not – 92 – was a year of the pentium so yeah. everybody started getting computers and so this stuff started growing and so then it's like okay so now if this is really what's causing it we find these high frequencies on the wire what if we figure out a way of taking it off the wires will people's health change mm-hmm. and so then we started experimenting and sure enough and actually we, we when we built these things we were giving them away you know and then of course Word of mouth. We never advertised. Word of mouth and stuff. You know. And then it was like, well, we couldn't give them away anymore. So then we had to get them. We yeah. had to build them. We had to
0: build them. Make them. Mm-hmm. And they're just simple capacitors, where they mm-hmm. they they neutralize all this yuck stuff that's getting on the wires. Right? Neutralize it.
1: Yeah, it shorts it out. Yeah, shorts it out. Direct short. Yeah. yeah It's like. You, you know, if you took a paper clip and you stuck it in the mm-hmm. in the outlet, you know, you blow the breaker right away, okay, because right. that's 60 cycles looking at it. Well, we're kind of like sticking a paper clip on the wire only just for the high frequencies, okay? The high frequencies. Just the high frequencies, yeah.
0: And what do you call high frequencies? What, what well, it's,
1: okay, extremely low frequencies, actually, if you're an engineer, you know, so we, uh, it's going to be called extremely low frequency, okay? And so that's going to be, and we're looking at, you know, like I said, we will, it wasn't just something we cobbled together. Right. We actually did research, and so any energy above two kilohertz dissipates internal to the human body. Okay, you can look it up. It's called the UL Underwriters Laboratory five component model of the human body, and you'll see the schematic and everything there. Hmm. So the capacitors are short for high frequencies. So we thought, okay, so we want to have something that starts working or working. It has to be working at two kilohertz, right? And then we want to go out and know how much stuff is on the line, okay? So we went out and we looked, at, you know, and of course we look at this all the time, and we don't see anything much more than 100 kilohertz on the line, okay? So then we want to make sure we got it go way past. So let's go out to a megahertz, okay? And so we can go from below 2 kilohertz out to about 2 meg, okay? And then she starts dropping off this frequency response. So then that's what we did, and, and so we made it that way.
0: And then you, then you figured out that this number would correlate with no effects on the body. On, on yeah, the
1: right then right. what happened is, okay, we used an oscilloscope, so we actually seen the waveform, we could mm-hmm. see the frequencies, we could start seeing this. And we actually, the Russians actually did research and they made weapons on it, and it's between 4 kilohertz and 100, well, they start at 5. If you ever been somewhere and you get like an upset stomach and you, you get like you ate 15 Coney Island hot dogs with a lot of onions or something on, you're belching and things like that? If you look at what's on the wires, you'll see five kilohertz, okay? Because it'll co- cause it, you know. You know, especially I mean, if you ate that many hot dogs, you're you're probably going to be that way. But if, what if you didn't eat any and you feel that way? Hmm. And you could, you know. So they actually, in the ringing years, is fifty kilohertz, and they they actually got down to which frequencies cause what, okay? Wow. So, but so we'll, we knew that it was between two kilohertz and a hundred kilohertz, so that's why we we built the filter that way, but. uh yeah, I mean the Russians actually it's frequency specific, but we just kinda made a catch all.
2: Hmm.
0: So over in Russia today do they do they have a better system of electricity, bulbs and all this? Than well we they're have... different.
1: If we if we got we go to the doctor here and we you know, we're carrying irritable, upset, tired all the time, uh you know, whatever, you know, uh headaches, nausea, uh moody things they, they diagnose you as chronic fatigue syndrome yeah, or, yeah, or, or fibromyalgia if you really you get certain 13 pressure points or something like that, right? right. So, But over there, you, they don't diagnose you as anything like that. They diagnose you as with radio wave sickness. Really? And they send somebody from their, what we call our health department, they call a sanitary station. They send them out with a meter into your environment. They, you know, they'll check your house and they'll check your the workplace where you're working, because somewhere you're exposed to these higher frequencies. And then, of course, they have standards and things that are much tighter than ours. So then whoever the culprit is gets told that they have to stop it or change their ways or shield it or do something. Where here, we just diagnose it as chronic fatigue. Yeah, give it a name,
0: yeah, give it a name. So do they have these type filters in Russia that they work with, or do they just?
1: Yeah, actually, yeah, we have them over there. yeah, yeah. We when we went there, to, you know, then of course they want to know what you're doing there and mm. all that stuff, and so then we got involved. And they didn't really, uh, they didn't want to help me, okay. Mm. And I went there for information, and they don't give it to you, you know. And it's like, but then when I showed them what was on their building's wires, mm. and then they freaked out, and it's like, oh my god, this is very dangerous. Oh, we made weapons with this. Oh, you know, and I mean, I've I've been there many times. I consulted with their health department in Kazakhstan with in uh, um, the Health Department in, in St. Petersburg, uh, the Deputy Minister of Health up there, with Nicotine Valentina, who was considered the, the grandmother of electromagnetic magnetic radiation, and Yuri Ugoria, Professor Yuri Ugoria. And so when we showed them what was on their wires, and they actually, like Scan has a decree, and they use our meter, and they say if that number in a, is above 50 in a public place, uh, you have to take immediate steps to reduce it.
2: Really? Wow.
1: Yeah,
0: huh. sure. I wonder how the Russian government got so, oh, awake and aware. What's up with that?
1: Well, they they knew about this. Okay, if you mm-hmm. look up Project Pandora, the Russians actually pulsed the. Well, they put the stuff on the wire. They made the uh, the U.S. embassy in the '60s, and they gave our ambassador leukemia. And when he came back, and they we sent another one over, and within six months he had leukemia. And so then they, we investigated the U.S., and they found that, hey, you know, this is, they're pulsing our embassy here. So then they said, well, okay, we'll give everybody $100 a month extra for uh, hazardous duty pay, you know, and just kind of monitored it. But, yeah, the Russians actually, they were well aware of it. At the end of World War II, just a little history. Yeah. When radar and stuff was developed, mm-hmm. the Russian scientists noticed that people who were working with these radio operators, radar up, op- you know, people who were exposed to these higher frequencies. Remember, mm-hmm. you know, they weren't computers and things like that, and we had the vacuum tubes in them days. But anyway, so we didn't have this stuff on the wires. But so you had to be kind of working in the field. Uh, this okay? They noticed that they had certain symptoms. Okay, so they came and they met in Arizona, and uh, they. They said, hey, you know, we we should set some standards. Some scientists came and said, well, okay, we should set some standards here because this is making people ill. And the U.S. scientists said, look, they're kind of arrogant and said, look, you guys are a third world country. Go back home. We don't want nothing to do with you.'" So they did. But when they went back home, they made weapons with it. Okay? Huh. Weapons? And they pulsed the U.S. embassy in the oh. 60s. Huh. And when we figured it out,
0: is this what happened down in the Havana thing?
1: Well, now we call it the Havana syndrome or mm, something, right. you know, with that ringing in the ears. Well, remember, Ru- Cuba was kind of like a satellite of Russia. Yes. And so they were good buddies, you know, with Castro and that. Mm. And so they give them some of the technology, okay? So now all of a sudden, you know, we get on the outside Cuba, and now we're kind of get, you know— Back in with Cuba, so people go down there, they open the embassy, and now they're getting all this ringing, in their ears, and, you know, they, what the heck's going on, you know, and they hear this, you know, well, <laughs> it's 50 kilohertz.
0: 50 kilohertz. Yeah. Uh, we're talking with Dave Stetzer, stetzerelectric.com. You can go in there and get yourself a, a little package. They have a deal with 20 meters, and, I mean, 20 filters, and then one meter I'm holding up here, and you can get your little number down uh, below 50, and you're probably going to feel a lot better.
1: You know, like the 50 kilohertz, when you take it off, when the roll-out of the smart meter came, that switch mode power supply is yeah. 50 kilohertz, okay? Yeah. My phone kept ringing off the hook. Wow. But it took a while people to figure out what, what it was. But they say, I got this tinnitus or tinnitus, I got this ringing in my ears, mm-hmm. and it started after they put the smart meter on. So, I mean, your listeners, in, you know, if you had the ringing in your ears and you didn't have it before and you got it now, it's because of the smart meter. Now, when you put the filters in, okay, that ringing in the ears, for some reason, I don't know why, and I'm not a doctor, but, but I do have some, this chow, I have some auditory papers or written uh, uh, papers that I can send you, it might be on our website, if not, I can send it to you, but anyway that explains the mechanism of it. But it takes about two weeks before that goes away totally. Oh. You know, once you put the filters in, you know, you're exposed to that, you know, you hear that ring in your ears, you get out of it, you have to get out of it for a couple of weeks before it's totally gone.
0: I see, I see.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> but blood sugar and stuff, that's instant. That's within 20 minutes. Go. Boom. Or your blood sugar
0: will change. And what? Are, again, I explained that uh, with the... Uh, other than the CFLs, which are direct, they, they go through the air, right? You get both hits from the electric wires and also from the bulb itself, correct?
1: Right, yes. That'll actually radiate. They radiate, they radiate. through space. Mm-hmm.
0: But the other things do not. LEDs and computers, they go into the wire, correct? hmm And what are some things that Magda Havas and all of you have seen over the years what these assaults on the human body— Again, describe what it does to the human body from the wires in the home. What is it doing?
1: Well, if you look up the symptoms of radio wave sickness, now the U.S. Navy uh, and the Air Force have declassified this stuff, so uh, those symptoms, but like insomnia, headaches, nausea, Mm -hmm. flu-like symptoms that don't seem to break out, Um, memory loss, inability to concentrate, you know, kind of like emotions, you know, affect that. Uh, kids will become ADD. AD, the symptoms of radio wave sickness are the exact layover of chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, ADD, ADHD. These kids that get that AD, ADD and they have that uh, uh, Ritalin, I think it's called, right. the drug. Right. And anyway, they take that. And, you know, it's kind of a bad stuff, you know, for yeah. them. But anyway, when they clean up their electrical environment, okay, they go off that Ritlin within a couple, three days. Hmm. And they're normal. Hmm. Wow. So, you know, and then, it, you know, they, they, these poor kids, they go to school, you know, and they got, they're exposed to computers, they got all this stuff, right, Wi-Fi, uh, all this energy-efficient lighting and all that. And then you, you it's like you tell them, hey, go on out and run a race here. We expect you to win this race, but first, let me hook a ball and chain around your leg. Yeah, you know, and right. you got to run the the race. You can't do it, and it's not the kids' fault. And then they say, "Well, the kids are, oh, uh, you know, all the kids. Kids are cruel, you know. So it's like, oh, you know, that kid's a dumb, a dumb kid or a dummy yeah. or whatever. It's not. When it, you clean up the electrical environment, and and you know, a lot of them go right to the top of the class.
0: And Dave Stetzer also did some work with cows up in your area. Tell folks what you guys learned with what they call stray voltage and uh, and and the production and uh, where did you do this big experiment? Where was it
1: well we, we put the, <clears throat> what we would do is we we took five farms in a row because the electric utilities put it in the ground, okay
0: They put it in the ground and that yep. runs it back to the to the power.
1: Plant. the substation it all has to go back to the substation, yep. but their wire, the bottom wire isn't big enough, and so what they do instead of putting up a bigger wire which would be the simplest fixed, right? right. Uh, they put it in the ground. They drove a ground rod in every pole. So if you drive down the highway, you know, and you look at the, the poles, you'll see a little loop on the bottom wire, you know.
2: Yeah, I've seen goes that.
1: down into the ground, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in 1998, 70% of all the current that went out on those phase wires returned to the current, the current returned to the substation via the earth. Well, where are your water pipes? 70%. 70%, oh. 1998. And that's the electric utility's own research. EPRI, Electric Power Research Institute out of Alto, California. Mm. Okay, so what we did is we, <clears throat> the electric utilities would say, because the farmer would complain and say, okay, you know, this electric, uh, you know, you're running current in the ground and it's affecting my cows. Right. And, of course, the electric utilities said, no, 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 it's your management. You don't know what you're doing, even though the guy's dad was a farmer and his grandpa and whatever, okay? Mm. So it's like, okay, let's rule out management. So what we did is we take like five farms in a row, okay? Mm-hmm. And we took, hook up oscilloscopes, and we
0: figured we, two, two in how much map.
1: energy the cow us, you know, and we, each farmer gets done milking at a different time each day. So then the cows make inner milk for the next day. So then we we had a computer program to, written to count the data, and then we looked at the farmer's daily milk production. And what we found was that the day... One farmer's milk went down, they all went down. The day one went up, they all went up.
2: Mm, five you know,
1: so farms. Yeah, yeah we take at least five farms in a row. So that kind of ruled out management because that means, it, you know, if you're a, a poor farmer, you're just as poor as a, your neighbors then, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't kind of take that. So we we kind of shot a hole in that argument. And so then, but and then the one who had the highest amplitude, right, closest to the substation or closest to wherever the offending, you know, the current was, right, his milk would maybe go down five pounds in a day, where the one at the end, you know, the, had the lowest amplitude only went down like two pounds a day, but, but they all went down and they all went up, and you can plot it on a, uh, you know, we got this big printer for printing uh, uh, like blueprints and stuff, so mm-hmm. we color printer, you know, big plotter, so we can plot it on this really nice big paper, three feet wide and whatever, and we have this big graph, and you can see the red line we can make is electrical activity, and the blue line is milk, and you'll see it's inverse wow. every day. Yeah, I mean, so that's kind of like, well, there's <laughs> here's what happens. There's a connection there. And then, of course, <laughs> the government says, okay, uh, you don't have to do anything until it gets to be one volt, okay? So that's like a 1,000 millivolts. Well, what we find is anything above 60 millivolts, there's no more high-producing days.
0: No more high-producing days after yeah. 60.
1: Yeah, 60 millivolts, right?
0: Mm. Well,
1: we that's a long ways from 1,000, you understand? So, in other words, the standards are way too high, you know,
0: set, you know. Um, so, what did you did they figure out a way how to protect the cows or did the cows just well, the, the, put
1: right? up a bigger, well, the the farmers were the utility were forced to, uh, um, you know, put up a bigger neutral wire. Then their milk production went up. One guy,
2: huh.
1: he tested his milk on the 26th of, of, uh, December. Okay. And the electric utility took him four days to put up a bigger neutral wire. So on the 28th of January, one month later, okay. Uh, he got he went from 62 pounds because the DHI tested it, so it wasn't him making the numbers up. Okay, he was getting mm-hmm. 62 pounds per cow average. Okay, 32 days later, but four days were you know putting up the line, but he got 98 pounds out of the same cows. Whoa! Same guys milking them, same guys you know same feed coming out of the same supply. Just by putting
0: right? a, neutral, a wire neutral wire over his property,
1: a bigger neutral wire, yes, from neutral. the substation out to his property. Yep. Whoa. Yes, exactly.
0: Did other farmers do the same thing?
1: Well, you've got to make the utility do it.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, but did they, did they do it too?
1: You get the same results on wherever you do that.
0: Hmm. So,
1: so does this stuff affect people? Yes, it affects yeah. cows. Uh, you know, it's a mammal. It's going to affect people.
0: The last time we talked to Dr. Sam Milham, is he still around?
1: Yes, mm-hmm, hmm. sure, yeah.
0: He was suggesting that all of this uh, grounding technology, you know, people were grounding and getting on sheets and stuff like that, was <laughs> is not good because you're getting all this stray voltage in your body.
1: That's right, yeah, yeah. Okay, they did that research, a guy, okay, uh, when they did it, and there's books written in that, but all that research was done in Europe, okay? Yeah, and Europe uses what we call an open delta system. So all the electrons, you know, that leave the substation, come out and light your light bulb and everything, has to go back to the substation. But they all leave on a wire, and they come back on a wire. Well,
2: in Europe, in Europe.
1: In Europe, it's an open delta system. In the the North America, we use what we call a grounded Y system. They leave on a wire... Right? They go back but there's the two paths coming back. One is on a wire and one's on the earth. And like I said, 70% were coming back on the earth. Now, this grounding mat, or what do yeah. we want to call it? Okay. If you're working in an office or you're working at home or whatever, in front of a computer all day or underneath fluorescent lights, things like that, will you build up a charge? Yes, your body will build up a charge. Right. Now, you can buy a $150 grounding mat hmm. and you get sick by plugging it into that third prong on the outlet, right, because that's really the same as going out and hooking it up to that primary neutral wire on the power line, okay, that bottom wire or the earth in North America. So they did this research in Europe, and they said, yeah, people got better, you know, by laying in these grounding mats. They got better by discharging, okay? Is dischar- good to discharge? Yes. So if you just take a conductive surface and you stand on it, it's like taking two capacitor leads and shorten them together. What you end up is the same amount of electrons on one side as your body is the other, okay? When we say we, we build up a charge, what's a charge? Like a capacitor, okay? So there's like electrons on one side of your body. If you remember your seventh grade mm-hmm. periodic table, you know, mm-hmm. right? So the electrons are, you know, we're all made up of atoms, so you got the electrons. So they get on the right side of your body, you get too many. That means there's ho- some electrons or some atoms that are missing them on your left side. So what happens is, is they flow back over, okay? But the problem is too many flow over. Now you got a hold on the right side. So then they go, so you get an oscillation. They go back and forth. But by stepping on a piece of, just go to your kitchen cupboard, take a piece of aluminum foil, you know, shiny side up, shiny side down, doesn't matter, and stand on it for less than a minute, about a minute, okay? When you stand on it, so what happens is there's a real easy path then, right? So you get the same amount of electrons on one side as you do the other. There's nothing to attract any going back and forth, so the oscillation stops. And we have measurements. When I was in Russia, I bought some meters, and they're very expensive, but you can actually measure this and you can see it. And depending on your body type, but for some reason, and I have no idea why, a heavier set person will uh, take will discharge faster than a thin or more petite person, mm. but everybody discharges within a minute
0: you know i've been standing on tinfoil before bed mm-hmm. for probably 10 years since, since you told me this trick long ago and that's the best time to do it
1: because yeah. you're not going to get charged up again at least until up. morning And when you start working i mean you're you're sitting in front of radio equipment mm-hmm. and tvs and it's computers and that you, you if we measure you'll be charged up so you can step on it you know when you go to the restroom or something like that or get up and. Separate. or you know go do something sure just stand on and it will just dis- you totally discharge within a minute
0: when you say charged up can you explain to us uh, in english um What's what's being charged up in your body? Your mitochondria, do we know? Your
2: cells, your blood?
1: So your, your electrons. You'll actually get a flow of electrons Electron. in your body. Which is so all have, They start is. moving, and when they move, right, then they build a field. When it stops, the field collapses, and then they move the other way, mm-hmm. you know, then they build a charge again, and you'll actually have an oscillation. So laying on the grounding mat, okay, in Europe, they were just laying on a conductive surface. It had nothing to do with the earth, okay? And so they discharged so people felt better okay in the uh, you know north america laying on the grounding mat if you don't plug it in you'll feel better if you plug it in you've got a problem yeah if you plug it in you've got a problem but why pay 150 dollars for this grounding mat when you use you know 150 would be three lifetime supplies for three families of tin foil, <laughs> foil. in the kitchen you
0: and know you don't need your whole body you just stand on it bare feet and you're you're done Yep, yeah, right, yeah. Um, somebody is emailing, so what kind of system I live in New Zealand that we have down here in New Zealand and Australia? Does your guest know?
1: I think uh, um, Australia is grounded Y, and I think New Zealand is too.
0: Grounded Why? meaning it goes back through the means wire? means
1: you're using the earth as a return path.
0: Oh, you the, You think New Zealand and and uh in Australia, are the the bad way like we do?
1: Yeah, Australia is for sure. I know that because I've been there. I've never been to New Zealand. You don't but I not know about New Zealand. I think it, I, but I think it's a grounded why. But I because they're pretty much the same as like Australia on a lot of things, same type of plugs and things like that. But uh, Australia definitely. I was in Australia, and wow. three miles away, a guy put solar in, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, I could measure it on the ground in Australia, the 20 kilohertz that solar puts
0: oh, on. Oh, the solar, Jeez. So if somebody's in New Zealand and they want to know, they could find out from the from the electric company if they use a grounded Y, that's the question you ask them? Yep,
1: grounded Y or, or open delta.
0: Oh, open, let me write that down, open delta.
2: hmm
0: yeah. Now, now, there's this fellow by the name of Clint Ober, right? You know him. Yep. Yep. He, he came up with all this grounding stuff, grounding mass. Yeah. And did, did he? it's not good if you do it in, if, with any place with an open delta or grounded. That's wild. right. It's Him worse. and Sam
1: Millen got in a big argument on one show one time, and then he said, we'll agree to disagree. And Sam said, no, we're not going to agree to disagree because I have the measurements. You're wrong he's wrong. Sam has an oscilloscope. Sam can measure it. I've measured it hundreds of times. Uh, just take, And if you don't believe me, just take a, mm-hmm. if you've got a $30 multimeter from Ace Hardware mm-hmm. that measures millivolts, just take and where you plug one in and probe into that ground that you're going to hook to and the other one onto your mat when it's unplugged. Of course, you know, just plug it in and you'll see a millivolt reading. But if you look at it with an oscilloscope, you're going to see... Not only the voltage, you're going to see the shape of that waveform, okay? And that's what's bad—that high frequencies are on the that. shape. Yep, the shape of the waveform. Yep. So
0: you could actually take a couple of screwdrivers in the ground, right? With a wire, and you can measure what's in the ground yep. from the absolutely. From, from yeah, the electricity? what we did
1: with a cow—cow a cow is 1.5 meters officially—a Holstein cow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the protocol says you got to be 1.5 meters apart. Okay, we put two four by four, four inches by four inches, you know, because that'd be 16 square inches. You know, that's supposed to be the size of a off. So we, we grouted the plates in the floor. You can either bolt them down, but then we have to go back and check them and all that. So we just grouted them right in the floor.
2: Right.
1: And so they're, you know, only five feet apart, right? 1.5 meters is like five feet. Mm-hmm. So then we measured the voltage between those two points, what's going up one leg and down the other of a cow? and we know that it's affecting milk production, Wow! right? We know. True. Yeah, I mean, we can pro- show it. Uh, not once, but hundreds of times on hundreds, hundreds of farms. Michigan, New York, whatever, you know. I mean, we've done it all over the U.S.
0: And then you can actually measure how much is in the ground on your property, correct? You can do that. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just with, with that information, if you were on an open delta or a grounded Y, wherever you live, you could maybe use this as grist for the mill to get the electric company to put the uh, the, the neutral wire on the wire so through your property, it's not, the electricity isn't going through your property in your ground, right?
1: Right. Okay. Ohm's Law, current takes the path of least resistance. Mm. The current has to get back to that substation. So if you have a big enough wire, Mm -hmm. okay, it's going to stay on the wire rather than going down uh, across the Earth and whatever on its way back. But if you don't have a big enough wire, it'll go on the Earth, okay? Mm -hmm. And it likes surface area, okay? So it's called skin effect. And so these electrons on the high-frequency stuff like surface area, so it'll go on the water. Look, you can take. There's some research. I was doing some stuff uh, measuring between the sink and the floor because mm. you remember your water pipes are hooked to the ground. Yes, though, yes, they are. Right, and so when you go and you touch your sink in the kitchen, and you're standing on the floor, there's a voltage there in North America. Okay, so they call it contact current. Mm. Okay, so you can take a measurement between the sink and the floor. Now, the National Institute of Health and Environmental Sciences are, they they did some research, okay, and so they should be a credible source, you would think, and they said 18 microamps are associated with cancer in numerous well-programmed studies. Okay, so the human body is like 500 ohms of impedance, so if you take the 500 and you know it's 18 microamps, okay, so now we know the resistance, we know the, the amperage, that calculates the nine millivolts so in other words if you read measure between more than nine millivolts between the sink and the floor of your house okay like the kitchen where you come in contact with that's associated with cancer in numerous well-programmed studies so what I usually do is I go I got these EKG patches you know that you use when you go to the doctor yeah. and stuff. and I put that on the kitchen floor okay, okay because I don't want to drill a hole in some nice tile floor or whatever, right? right? So you put that EKG patch on the floor, and there's a conductive gel underneath that. So you just clip onto that little tab with one probe of your scope or voltmeter, whatever you want to use, and you clip the other one onto like the, the sink or the faucet or something like that, because you're going to come contact with it, okay? So if you're reading more than 9 millivolts, you got a problem.
0: Well, but that's only if you're touching something in the, like right, some metal in your, your kitchen, your sink, right?
1: Yeah, but uh, what, don't you ever get a drink of water? You're touching the sink. Don't you wash your dishes?
0: Of course, yeah. I wonder if it affects the water.
1: Well, you know, like,
2: question, right? uh,
1: there's electrolysis, you know. We've, we've been to places where they're using it on the pipes, you know. And, of course, it eats up the pipes. Mm-hmm. So you're putting that residue from the pipe into the water. Uh, I was at different hospitals and places like that where they have these boilers and it'll eat up the boiler tubes.
0: So for people with a grounded Y or an open delta which we believe is the United States and Australia, you don't know New Zealand, but other places, we have listeners around the world, they could check and find out if the electricity is going back through a neutral wire like they are in Europe or through the ground. And if they are going through the ground, they shouldn't do any of this grounding technology is what you're saying.
1: Right. Anybody with a grounded Y should not do the grounding. But why do you need to do the grounding in the first place? Just stand on a piece of aluminum foil. You're doing the same thing. All you're doing is discharging, connecting to the ground. There's nothing in the ground that's coming up out and you know, coming in there in the in a delta system. You're just discharging. But in the US, if you plug into that ground or connect to the ground, you're actually charging yourself up. You won't discharge. And I get calls every week from somebody saying, you know, they hooked themselves up to the grounding mat and they felt worse. Yeah. Well, trust your instincts. You know what I mean?
0: You know. So, so the, the earth doesn't really have anything special other than it's ground, <laughs> real ground.
1: Right. In, in electronics and stuff, we say ground, okay? Like if you look at your car mm. and you got a positive yeah. and you got a negative, okay, post. The negative post is at zero potential, okay? And so if you want to get rid of something, you put it back to the zero potential. It just gets in there like like a sponge, you know, that get, absorbs and you never see the water again, right? Mm-hmm. So if we ground it, we don't see any... It's the end of the story, kind of like that's the the mentality we have here, but in North America, that's not the case because the ground is not at zero potential. There's
0: because it's got open. all this stuff running through it, right?
1: That's right. It's like a live wire.
0: Last time we had Dr. Milham, I have to look. It's been years ago, but you can actually go on one radio network, put in Dan Milham, and in our search function, and find this show, and he said. He said, "I don't think you can go any. There's no way you can go anywhere in North America and put the screwdrivers in and not find juice in, in the in the in the in the in the ground." He said, "You can't go." Anywhere. That's right.
1: He's absolutely correct. Wow. I haven't been anywhere where I can't get a sixty-cycle sine wave anywhere in North America. I can go to the Tremonton National Forest up here in Wisconsin, and, and I get it.
0: Right in the middle of a national forest, because it just goes throughout the earth. It just.
1: That flows uncontrolled over the earth. And
0: they call it stray voltage. Isn't that clever? Stray. A, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Look. <laughs> it's stray, stray. They put it there. <laughs>
1: exactly. It and that's what I said value. originally when I got involved with this. I mm-hmm. said, you know, people wanted me to get involved in stray voltage. I said, you know, it's a joke. I don't want to get involved in it. Well, yes, there's ground current, okay? But it didn't stray. People put it there. There's stray dogs and there's stray cats, okay? Right. And you don't know where they're going, and you don't know where they come from. <laughs> now, if you get met by a stray dog, right, mm. and, and it's a stray dog, I mean, who pays the bill for the stitches? But if you got a dog with a collar on it with his name on it, uh, you know, the owner's name and everything, you know who's going to pay for those stitches. So the electric utilities coined that, and the public service commissions of these states coined the phrase Stray voltage. Because, you know, you know, it's who's responsible for a stray dog, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. But we can tell who's responsible for this. It, it shouldn't be called stray voltage. It, we, if we know where it's coming from, we know where it's going. Or if we know where it's going, we can figure out where it's coming from. You know what I mean? And it's going to the substation. It has to get back there. Gotta get so back. we can turn circuits off, enough circuits, until we find out which circuit it's going to be.
0: Here's an email from Cynthia. Wow, this is fascinating stuff. Thanks for having Dave on. If I was building a new home, could I put my wire in a conduit which would protect me from this?
1: Yes and no. Okay, I have a home and I, because I'm an industrial, you know, electrician and stuff, we, I built it. I put it all in conduit, put in all my it buildings. So, yeah. yeah, and it's still here. But we still have this. And you're going to plug something in, and it's going to, you know, a cord, you know, and it's going to come out that way. So you're still going to be there. So the best thing to do is just put the filters in. Just put the filters. It'll take care of it, yeah. Yeah. And like Romex wire, look, there's there's fields, and everybody talks about fields. There's field theory and there's circuit theory. Uh, They don't even teach field theory anymore uh, because it's – well, it's, it's more complicated, Maxwell's equations and things like that. Okay, but the field theory. When you get these people, go in with a Gauss meter and they measure and they're, oh, I got a high field. Okay, but like Romex wire versus conduit, the two wires are laying close together. The black wire and the white wire in Romex. Okay, mm-hmm. so the wires, the, those fields will cancel each other. Okay, so unless you have something if you're building a new home, just don't have any split circuits uh you want to have the black wire goes out to an outlet and you want the white wire to bring everything back uh with a split circuit sometimes they run a black and a red one and then they'll split the circuit and then you have an imbalance you know like they'll have uh, the red wire will be hooked to a phase and the B phase will be on the black wire and then what happens is they they don't have to run only one wire, see? And then they'll share the neutral. Well, then you can get it, the imbalance current's gonna be on the neutral, and there's not laying next to anything, drawn the exact same amount current, and so it won't cancel. See, So you want to, the fields will cancel, but use Romex wire, use conduit, there's no advantage over one over the other.
0: So you just have to have an electrician that understands, don't do any split circuits.
1: Yeah, and if she has any questions, she can call me, I'm usually pretty available. Okay. Or I'll, yeah. I return all my calls, I mean, you know, I've talked to a lot of electricians, you know, where people are going to build their houses.
0: This is just you know. what you do right now. And you've been doing yeah, this for sure. such a long time. It's such a amazing. And, you know, I like to think big picture sometimes, Dave Stetzer. Can you imagine what this voltage that they put into the ground is affecting all the animals in North America? I mean, of course what, it is. everything. Horses, cows, pigs, mm-hmm. I don't know, chickens. Got to. Got to be affecting.
1: In Iowa, we did some research on some pig farms, okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And pigs are usually 10, 12 in a litter or something like that. Yeah. But the first ones out are on the back leg. Current goes up one leg and down the other, okay? So the two back legs, they'll be stillborn, okay? Wow. Or birth defects oh, on yeah. the first pig out, yeah. So, okay, what did it? Explain it. The ones that have the high voltages, you know, on the ground, they have that problem. You know, cattle, calves, you know, they'll be born, you know, birth to fix.
0: Have you found, and it people. Have you found that if, if you present something to the electric companies, have people been able to get this neutral wire put in over their property? And if you do that, does that solve the problem?
1: Does it solve the problem, yes. Um most of the time, the electric utility doesn't want to do it,
2: of course. and
1: they are usually gets forced to do it, okay? Now, I won't say all the time, because, uh, you know, like Jackson Electric over here, uh, they're a rural co-op, electric co-op, uh, they had a good manager, and numbers don't lie. I mean, you went yeah, he- there and you look at the, you can see the scope, you can see the voltmeter, you can see the numbers, and the guy said, okay, we'll put them a bigger neutral, and and they put a bigger neutral wire, and it solves the problem. And, like, one farmer was, like, seven miles out away from the substation. And so they run it, They built them in a whole new line. They put it out there, you know. But there were six farmers along the way, okay? And every one of them had an increase, significant increase, in milk production, animal uh, health, wow. and, and breeding. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. Well, but and so they all benefited from the one guy complaining, but, hmm. and they did it. So, so not all electricity, but most of the electric utilities, there was a, they had a forum one time, and, and there was uh, some statements, you know, under oath and stuff. And one of the guys said, look, it's cheaper to litigate than it is to fix the problem.
0: Cheaper to litigate, yeah.
1: So yeah in then, some cases, people it is to have to sue. The well, yeah. you know, I mean, they get sued, but... And then they get made to do it, you know.
2: Wow. Fascinating. What
1: we did, Graham and I, we kind of simplified this stuff, okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because you got people on a jury that doesn't understand. You, you know, uh, sure. I mean, I couldn't understand if, a, if I was on a jury and there was a bakery guy, you know, being sued for something, for recipes. I mean, that would be the farthest thing from my knowledge. So you got guys that were flipping hamburgers at McDonald's yesterday, and they're on a jury all of a sudden. Yes, and they got to understand lactation period. they got to understand all these breeding and all these veterinary terms and all this stuff, and it's very difficult, okay? So the electric utilities have a lot of money, and they can go ahead and they can draw this out, and if, they, if the farmer wins, then he they go ahead and they appeal it, you know, blah blah blah. Okay? But uh, when you make this chart up, Patrick, and you can see it as plain as the day, I always tell people, Ray Charles can see this, right? <laughs> and it's the red line is the electrical activity and the blue line is the milk production. And when one changes the very day the other changes. That's just always. Crazy. And we can make this chart up. So we kinda simplified it. Yeah. So it's sort of like well but it takes money and time to get there, you know. But but not all the utilities. But most of them are like, well, we'll fight it no matter what.
0: Yeah. Would that be an argument to suggest that? Let's see, that the cows or horses or pigs or chickens are not incurring damage that is long-lasting, and because it's just an energy thing and goes away. Or do you have any theories on that? I mean, what it could be doing to cows? after 4 or 5 years on this uh, voltage in the ground
1: well i think most of them you know uh, they
2: don't you know they get
1: depending on how high it is but they don't get they don't come into heat mm-hmm. and they don't get bred and they don't stay bred you know i mean that's really not the normal cycle of a cow you know what i mean and so it i think it screws up their system really big time
0: oh do you just just having them <laughs> yeah. on there all the time <laughs>
1: Yeah. Right, and their calves are you know they're born with defect- you know birth defects and stuff, obviously they don't produce the amount of milk they should why not they don't want to give the milk down, which causes an infection, which then in their mastitis count is up, so they have a low grade infection from this
0: so let's say you have a i don't know fifty acres all fenced off in the middle of somewhere and you got this done, figured out how to get it down the neutral wire on your property back to the to the Substation. What would keep people next to you from their yucky voltage coming onto your property? I'm kind of. I can't. I I'm kind of. Well, the there. neutral
1: wire—it's the ground current on the primary neutral. The electric utility is neutral. So if they put up a bigger wire, mm-hmm. the neighbors are affected by it too. So their property is cleaned up at the same time yours. You can't clean one up without cleaning everybody up.
0: Everybody within a certain range?
1: Everybody benefits the, on that circuit coming back from the substation,
0: yeah. Coming
2: back from the
1: substation. Yeah, you've got to go to the, su- everything's trying to get to the substation, right. see, on right. the circuit. So if you put a bigger neutral wire out, you know, like I said, that seven farms, right? The seventh mm-hmm. one got a neutral wire. Well, six farms benefited. Wow. That's seven farms, actually, with the, the seventh one.
0: Here's a question from Frank. I'm looking to buy a new car. I've been wanting to get one for a long time. I want to get it loaded up. Are there any issues with having uh, internet connections in your car?
1: Yes. Yeah. Um yes, there is. Okay. Whoops. Don't buy a Prius, you know. I mean, I don't like it. Oh, that. yeah, yeah, you leave that ghost meter on the seat. You won't want to buy one. You never buy a
2: Prius uh, again, yeah. Yeah, right. You know,
1: unless you're old and uh, you, you know you never have, want to have kids or anything like that in your on your last days it's not because but anyway um Sam milham he's a world famous epidemiologist. I talk to him you know at least once a day usually, hmm. but he does a lot of he keeps up on this research on that and he said that they now they're they're finding that people in their thirties are having strokes, okay, and the interesting part is that it's on the right side of their brain. Right. And what they've traced it to is the Wi-Fi transmitter in these newer vehicles mm. is between the passenger seat and the driver's seat, right oh. up there. So oh. the driver, when you're driving the car all the time, the most radiation is hitting on the right side. And these people in the thirties, you know, people don't have shouldn't have strokes when they're in the thirties, you know, and uh, they're having these these strokes, and they're attributing it to these the Wi-Fi. I disconnected mine,
0: so. It could, of course, it could be the injection thing, too, you know, with this COVID stuff, right, for the heart.
1: Well, uh. they, yeah, but this was before that. And okay. then, and I got a client who called me, and she was going numb on her right side, she said.
0: Her numb on her right side?
1: Yeah, and she was getting numb. And then, so like, well, did they change something, you know? And like, and Well, then she went, uh, and I told her to do some checks and everything. I didn't tie it to the car. And then she called me, and she said, well, they went to... To Cabela's shopping, her but her husband drove and now she's numb on her left side. So, said, well, okay, you better bring the car over. So, then it's a couple hour drive or a three hour drive. Mm-hmm. So, she brought the car, and sure enough, you know, so we had to, she had to take it to the dealer and get it disconnected.
0: <clears throat> so, if you're buying a, a newer vehicle that got the internet thing, you could or used, you could just disconnect the internet thing, and you could use if you needed you to use your phone while you're driving. There's all kinds of stuff out in the air you can make a call, right? You don't
1: need it. <laughs> Mine's disconnected. I make a call.
0: Yeah. Because this stuff's everywhere anyway, right? Why, why do you need a connection to your car?
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and if you, you should be driving instead of looking up right. you know, things on the Internet. Right, right. But, uh, you know, and like on the cell phone, lay your cell phone up in the dash, okay? Because, sure. you know, it's looking for a tower. Mm-hmm. And if it can't find a tower... Then it wants to boost up to the next great higher level of power, and then if you can't find it, it keeps boosting up until it finds one. Right? right where it's up in the dash, it's going to be the least amount of power. Mm-hmm. Okay, then mm-hmm. you got speaker, and most of them connect, you know, no, Bluetooth anyway to the you know your yeah you can do it. vehicle. Yeah, mm-hmm. is that the only thing? That your doesn't... woman, you know, don't the, women. I worry more about them because they they keep the darn cell phone in the, in their purse, yeah. and then they put the purse, you know, either on the floor or on the passenger side seat. You know, when they drive, well, then it's in the purse and, and it's down in there, and then that radiation boosts up really high and it bounces around. Just take the cell phone out and throw it up on the dash.
0: Yeah. Or turn it off, too, right? Just turn it off. Yeah,
1: put it on yeah. airplane mode. But, uh, except the new Apple ones, uh, you know, they, 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 they're tracking you everywhere. So God knows they, what they, those things are. They're not off. Off is not off.
0: So, for this color, new car, is this the only thing you have to disc concern yourself with uh, EMF wise with uh, new, newer vehicles?
1: That's what I concern myself with, yeah. And I have meters and, and you know, and so. stuff.
0: All right. Here's an email for you. How can I cover the smart meter that was put on my house so it doesn't emit EMFs into the house? He's got two parts. Ah. Uh, you can't do that because it won't do what it's supposed to do, yeah. right? And they'll they'll know that you covered it up, don't they?
1: No, no, no. He, the, the, that's a very good question. Whoever yeah. that was, you know, deserves a ribbon here because here's the deal. Okay, okay the smart meter, and, and don't get fooled into buying one of these things that these smart meter guards, okay? They don't work. What they do in an advertisement is they'll stand out there and they take a reading out in the yard and say it's reading, uh, you know, like, 1,700 microwatts per meter squared. Then they put this thing on, it looks like a stovepipe, it slides over the glass and they put a cap on it, right? And it goes down to 200 microwatts per meter squared. Well, first of all, 200 is still too high. Did it dampen it? Yes. But the bad part is, is the radiation goes in a straight line, okay? And so what happens is that what you did is you reflected. It didn't eat up the radiation. So now what you did is you shot it all back into the house, right through the back of the
2: okay,
1: yep. yep. Yeah, so you've increased the levels in the house, okay? So they don't take a reading inside the house, where you live. They take a reading out in the yard. So don't get fooled into that. Now, there's some reflective material. It looks like tinfoil. So a layer of tinfoil, a layer of resin, a layer of cloth, uh, like, or material, layer of resin, layer of foil. So like heavy-duty tinfoil. And you can put it on the back side of the smart meter.
0: On the back side that's facing to the house.
1: Yeah. Behind them, you know, and sometimes we put it right inside the house, okay? We just put it right in like these thumbtacks. They don't call them thumbtacks anymore, Mm -hmm. but where these little stick pins are. And just pin it up behind like a three-foot by four-foot piece. We have it on our website. You can put that up there. It acts like a mirror, and it doesn't go through there. You can wrap your cell phone in this stuff and... You can dial your cell phone, and it won't ring. I mean, this is really good stuff, right? Mm. I run into it in Israel. Wow. So you pin it up, and the radiation hits it, and it bounces it back out into the yard.
0: So you're not trying to cover it. You're just going to keep yeah, it out Yeah, you're of not going
1: to. Hard to get rid of it, but yeah. what you can do is reflect it. You can direct it, okay? Now, if it's out on the meters out on a pole, sometimes you wrap it. Well, it still goes out the bottom and out the top, but that's where it goes straight. Okay? It's not out in the, in the yard where your kids are playing or you or anybody else.
0: Um, couple Sometimes more.
1: you have to get a little innovative because, yeah. like, you know, some people, that they're right behind the kitchen cupboards or something, so then you get got to take out
0: your pocket cool. band. And what's the name of that paper? What's the name of it? it
1: it's a foil. It's foil. a foil. It just, yeah, I think it's like. Um, and you have it on
0: com, right? It's so
1: only like 3 $4 a foot. So like oh, cool. you need a three-foot. It comes on a four-foot roll, so like three feet of it is like $12 or something, and you can protect it. There's two things with the smart meter, like I said, the radiation and then that 50 kilohertz. You can put the filters in, it'll take care of the 50 kilohertz. But gotcha. you still got the radiation. But,
0: uh, also, an emailer: is your phone line not working? I've tried multiple times. It just rings. Well, Dave is on the phone line. So that's why <laughs> it's the only line we have coming in the studio. Dave is on the line. So that's why you can't get in. So thanks for reminding me. So if somebody has a pretty good solid RF meter, right? You get good ones for a few hundred bucks, right? The good stuff, right? Yeah. And you were going to go out and buy some land or you want to test in your home. Give us what, what you think is the highest reading that you want to have for your health, whether you're in your home or out on your land?
1: Okay, good question. Yeah. Uh, I go by Russian standards, okay? Because okay. the Russians used real people.
0: <laughs> real people, all
1: right. Yeah, you know, whether they had their permission to do it or not, I don't know, <laughs> but they used story. real people mm-hmm. and they got real results, right? right? But we're here, <laughs> we have to go through ethics committees and a whole bunch of stuff like that, okay? Mm-hmm. So the Russians say 10 microwatts per meter squared may be acceptable. They don't say it's safe, and they don't say it. They say may, M-A-Y. Mm-hmm. It may be acceptable. Is there damage being done at 10 microwatts per meter squared? The answer is yes. But mm-hmm. we all have immune systems. Mm-hmm. So our our immune system might be repairing the damage as fast as it's being damaged, okay? mm mm-hmm they're saying at 10 microwatts per meter squared, it might be acceptable. Anything over that, then your immune system probably can't keep up. And some of us have more stronger That's immune systems out. than others, and some of us don't have a strong immune system. So uh, I go by 10. I don't like to see more than 10 microwatts per meter squared if you're looking at that.
0: Is there a little graphic thing that says, because they don't spell it out. How do you know what that? what that setting is, micro watts per meter.
1: Well, it should be, it, it looks like a like a like the letter U, only it has a little tail on it, you know, on where you make it. Oh, the so
0: it's, it's a U, but it's a tail. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Is that yeah. micro watts?
1: That's micro, and then W for watts, and then you got that little, the squared sign up above the W, you know, the number oh, two. Oh, so
0: it would be 10, U with the tail, W, two squared.
1: The little two up
0: on, yeah. Squared. And that's kind of like, you want to try to get, so if you're going to buy some property, you don't want to buy property that's got higher than that, right? Because you
1: no, got cell phones. Right. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Because you don't want to be. You, I mean, there's things you can do, but to but all you're doing is shielding, and then you still gonna want to spend time in the yard. Why buy yeah. property if you're not gonna be outside? You, you know. I mean, uh, you know that's why we have it, right? So, but you can. And I don't agree with this paint and things like that because it dampens it, but, uh, again, it can make things worse. So I, uh, each individual thing is, is kind of like uh, you has to be treated individually, mm-hmm. and you got to know what you're doing. There's a meter, it's called the uh, Gigahertz Solutions makes it, and it's called the HF35C. HF35C. Uh, them, 35C. Yep, like for high frequency. Uh-huh. And the reason I like that meter, okay, is it has a directional antenna, so just to go out with a meter and say, yep, it's 15 microwatts per meter squared here, mm-hmm. we want to know where it's coming from. Okay. Think. And so then if we with the directional antenna, the disadvantage is, of course, you've got to turn 360 degrees and look up and look down each time, kind of waving it around. But the nice part is you can find where it's coming from,
2: mm. okay?
1: So then we can know how to address it. I if it's a cell tower we Nobody's going to move the cell tower, you know. I mean, that's huh. not like an impossible. That's not going to happen. Yeah, right. But if it's, you know, a, you know, Wi-Fi transmitter or something, you know, somebody's got. I mean, we can shield it or do something with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Boy, I'm, I'm very blessed here out in the country. Day that the closest cell phone tower is like three and a half miles, and I can barely get a signal on my mobile phone. So that's good, right? But I haven't tested. The, I haven't tested my radio frequency meter. See where I am with 10 microwatts meter squared.
2: But even yeah, if it's a little it's higher than that, standards like Germany, nothing.
1: Germany will say one microwatt per meter squared. But Ooh. we're not, I mean, Ooh. you're never going to attain that. I mean, we live in a modern day world. Right. Uh, you know, let's get it where, uh, that's why I like Russian standards. They're practical and they're saying 10, your body, you know, I mean, maybe somebody can take 12 or 15, but who knows? You know, the older we get and you know, things like that. And then maybe we can't.
0: So what's happening in the home when they put in a Wi-Fi so you and the kids can sit on your couch and talk to Google? What's going on there?
1: Oh, yeah, a lot. It'll peg your meter out and you won't sleep well at night and you'll wonder why. Wow.
0: So you just have to unplug these things during the day, right? At night, rather.
1: The Yeah. uh, You know, People are using timers, things like that now myself, I don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah. Oh, in my house. I have it turned off I, I, everything's hardwired. We have I don't know 15, 20, 30 computers, something like that in this building, wow. and they're all hardwired and uh you know we uh, it's for more secure and it's faster that's where to go yeah, from, and, and we don't worry about that stuff
0: from Craig, any issues with radiation from satellites internet satellites? Um, uh,
1: I suppose there could be, you know, but you don't really, it's, the, the thing about the satellite, okay, most of that stuff, it's transmitting to another device, yes. and the device is like a radio. I mean, like, if I turn my, tune my radio to 104.5 megahertz, I'm going to get a country music station out of Eau Claire, Wisconsin, that's 70 miles from here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my radio has an amplifier in it, and it amplifies that signal three times. So if we have a spectrum analyzer, we're going to pick up all these signals, right? But the amplitude is enough there. It just bounces off if it's too small. Hmm. So most of the satellite stuff, the signal isn't that strong. So, But if it's transmitting to your cell phone, then your cell phone has an amplifier in it that amplifies it electronically up. So I don't worry too much about it yet, Okay. but it could be a problem. I w- I'm going to worry about 5G and things like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was going to. But
1: gonna, there, the transmitters are close to us, you know, and the energy is high.
0: So the 5G things, which we see now in Austin, they're spooky looking. They're, mm-hmm. they're dangerous, but they just don't go far. Is that right? They don't go far? Yeah, but they are dangerous, yes. Yeah. You don't want, you don't want to be near those pumpkins.
1: Yeah. Mainly because that 5G signal, that wave is so small, it penetrates the cell.
0: And the, the cells in the body.
1: Yes, yeah, it's smaller than a human cell, so it, it'll go in through. Man,
0: you know, there's so many people could be affected by just what we've talked about the last hour and a half, and they'd have no idea, right? Have no idea, and
1: everybody affected. Yeah. I don't care who you are. You're, Everybody's it's just affected. a Planet. From the time you're born in the hospital, everything's <laughs> Wi-Fi hooked up here, there, whatever. You know, energy-efficient lighting, you name it. I mean, so you, it's there.
0: Amazing, we do as well as we do, right? You got to have strong. A strong will is important, and know that you're not going to die. That's important, right? I don't.
1: Willem did some research, and he he found that people when they were pregnant, they worked around elect you know offices mm-hmm. and electronic equipment. Then
0: the kids were—I don't remember how many times more of having asthma. You know. Wow. wow. Dave Stetzer, at StetzerElectric As you can tell, he knows his stuff. You know, I—I I, I suspect I could still find uh, Magda and um, and um, Sam Milhelm, right, on the inner and in the web, on the interweb.
1: Yeah, yeah. If Sam we, and Magda are, are still. You know. Yeah.
0: If you talk to Sam, just mention that I'd like to. I'm going to be reaching out and have him on the show again. We should talk to him. It's been a long time. If you talk to him, say hi, Sam. Yeah, yeah, I'll be
1: talking Please. to him probably tomorrow. Oh, good. That Mention that. We should talk every day.
0: So. Oh, that's great. And then if you go to StetzerElectric.com, you can get this little um, meter thing, right, which is all you need. You don't need a lot of fancy equipment. And this will tell you exactly what you have going on in your home, Right. Yeah,
1: right. The meter we made because we thought, okay, we use an oscilloscope, the cheapest scope in them days and still now, or like $5,000 if you get yeah. a good one, right?
2: Who knows?
1: And so the average person isn't going to spend $5,000. I wouldn't, you know, just to check something, right? So we said, let's. what can we do to make it affordable so that the average person can make it? And it's so simple to use. You just plug it in. Just we didn't even put it. an on and off button on it. We just put, yeah. you plug it in, you get a number. So anybody can do it. And you just get the number, and you can plug a filter in, and you'll see the number drop. Again, you don't want to see the numbers above 50 if you yeah. don't have to.
0: Oh, you know? so here's the filter. And you're going
1: to see like 13, 1,400, yeah. you know, the numbers. Huge. It's really bad.
0: You can see the filters. I'm holding one up here. And you can buy a whole pack of them with the, um, with the meter for a good price. And generally, if you order 20, you could get your little number down here below 50, right, on the meter. If you Get 20. Twenty of these guys. Twenty usually does it for a home.
1: Yeah, the average home takes twenty, and like I said, even if you needed twenty-five or something like that, and you get twenty, in, you're going to notice the difference. Then you're going to notice it immediately. Okay, yeah,
0: that's cool. Now, final question then. Well, um, so if if I was reading two forty-nine this morning, which I had even thought about this in the last. Four years in my studio, I plugged in one of these guys and moved it to 40, which was crazy. How's that possible? Anyway, so was this 249 been going through my home for the last, all through my house for the last few years?
1: Well, not necessarily. Yeah. It was 249 at that point, but oh, right. uh, you know, uh, I'm in the studio with all it, equipment. the equipment. Some place might have been reading 30. Now it's up to 35. I you know, senior. I see. Yeah, it depends on how close you are from the source. And, you know, then some of the other ones are, like, shorting the solid or eating it
0: up or whatever
2: you want mm-hmm. to call it.
0: And I've also found, <clears throat> folks, when you start putting these filters in, get creative of where you do them because you can – I don't know why that works, but you can you can get the number lower by just changing where you put them, can't you? It's interesting.
1: Yeah. The tooth, the filter needs two, two things. It needs inductance and it needs capacitance. So we give you the capacitance. The inductance is determined by the length of the wire, okay? Hmm. And so, like, if you've got a bedroom and it's, you know, you got three three outlets on one circuit, right? Yeah. You plug it into the farthest one away from the panel, you get one result. And if you plug it into the first one,
2: hmm. you
1: know, you'll get a different result. So, But you don't know which you're going to get the best result on unless you try it both.
0: Let's try it. And it's fascinating, yeah, yeah. folks. You can... I did it this morning when I plugged it in right next to uh, the where the meter was plugged, and that sucker went from two sixty nine to forty. Like, well, it, it took us, it took a little few, a minute to go down, but it just went down. Boom, 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 boom. Really interesting. Wow, good job. How long you when when did you invent the meters with Graham? Yeah,
1: um, early two thousand.
2: Hmm.
0: well. Are there knockoff meters that people are selling?
1: We have a patent on this one. Okay. Yes, there's knockoff meters. You'll get yours. That you people know you
0: made. made. Yeah.
1: yeah. One guy, a company called Greenwave Wave. <clears throat> uh, the guy invited me to California, and he said, "Hey, uh, I have a multi-level marketing plan. Oh boy, uh, you know scheme. So, like, can you come out? And I'm going to have to ask people, quite you know, like tell people, you know, people will ask me questions by dealers or something under me." So I need some information from you. So I went out there. I'm from Wisconsin. You know we're naive.
2: Yeah, we we're yeah. nice
1: we trust everybody, right? Midwest, <laughs> right. right? So <laughs> went out there and uh, I explained it to him. He buys a box of filters, takes a hammer, knocks it apart, and goes to China. Has a mate. So then what he was doing for a meter is he was taking and hit a case. He had a case made. He was buying our meters from somebody, and then taking them apart and putting his
2: Oh, man.
1: His case over our meter. And when you took the board, you know, took it apart, you could see Stetserizer written right on the circuit board. So then, of course, we have patents. We say, hey, you, you know, it's kind of crappy. You shouldn't be doing oh, yeah. that.
0: Did that work? And so then, did, he, did he cease and desist? So,
1: so now he still kept our front end. He makes a meter, but it only measures the amplitude. It's measuring millivolts, the amplitude of that signal. It's not measuring the frequency. So it doesn't tell, it, it's, it's a no-good meter as far as what we want to use it for. We need to know how much energy's there. We need to look at frequency. There's a guy named Maxwell Planck. You've heard of Ohm's Law or whatever. Yeah, Max Planck, yeah. Max Planck, yep, Maxwell Planck was a German yeah. physicist. He said energy is proportionate to frequency. So the higher the frequency. But see, this other meter is not taking frequency into consideration. And really, I don't really care so much about the amplitude, as I do the frequency, because if it's 70 millivolts is the amplitude, but it's only at, you know, uh, 1.2 kilohertz, I don't really care, okay? It's not going internal. It's not hurting me. But it could be 10 millivolts, but if it's at 50 kilohertz, it's affecting me.
0: Well, Mr. Stetzer, I'm so glad to see you're just kicking around up there in, in, in Iowa. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Don't get me mixed up with yeah, I, I am. <laughs> <Ed laughs> no, like I, and I, oh, real quick here, this is pretty trippy, but we need to mention it. Didn't you go somewhere where they had this huge windmill Windmill in the northwest, northeast? Mm-hmm. And you found a lot of dirty electricity in the ground around this thing, didn't
1: you? Oh, yeah. Wind wind has two problems. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Well, uh, the wind... We'll put, see, when the wind blows five miles an hour, you want to produce electricity. When it blows 30 miles an hour, you want to produce electricity. So what it does, but the grid requires a constant voltage, okay? So when the windmill blows at five miles an hour, it's not producing enough voltage to go back on the the grid. grid. So what happens is we we take that AC voltage and we take the current from it. Even though it's a lower voltage, it's still producing current, right? Mm. So we turn the current, into dc current and we charge a big battery bank right but the batteries are constant voltage so then we take the battery voltage and we turn it back into ac with an inverter okay so the con the switch mode power supply that takes the ac and turns it into dc switches at 50 kilohertz so we put 50 kilohertz back on all the wires and on the ground then the inverter so it's the same thing. It puts twenty kilohertz back on the ground and on the wires. So you're getting like a double whammy there. Wind is terrible. People who live next to wind that, towers or in that area, I mean, it comes right into their home, right on their water pipes, everything. Yeah. Geez. I was in Ontario. Uh, a lot of clients up there, and they were building these wind towers, and it, people are sick. They're uh, all kinds of problems.
0: My goodness. Plus, they eat up birds. Yeah. Yeah. And and are there are there problems with solar? I guess there are. Huh?
1: Well, solar, yeah. Solar is twenty kilohertz. Solar they have to change it to DC to AC, and and it's a, they'll put twenty kilohertz back in the ground. Like I said, well, I was in Australia, and some people got sick, and I was there, and I went to their. They were way out in the bush. They we had a it reminded me that pitticoat junction Mm because the railroad station was just a little lean to where we stepped off and it was like a small field dirt and we drove i don't know how many miles and then there was 20 kilohertz and i said well you know what's going on here somebody's got solar and they said no we don't so they had to call their neighbor who was like three miles away you can't see their place or even. and he said yeah i put it in you know three months ago well when did you get sick three months ago
0: so is there a way to put solar in and not get sick?
1: Yeah, there is, but people don't want to spend the money. Yeah, they don't want to do it. Well, you, you, what you need, and there's white papers written on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I don't know why they don't do it. But you can put, you can put a filter right at the solar inverter. It's the inverter. The inverter. And again, we shouldn't have to do this. The the company that makes it, you know, uh, the solar companies and the inverter company should put. They know they're putting 20 kilohertz back on the line. They can put, you know, uh, an inverter on, or I mean a filter, filter. on, right there for the 20 kilohertz. Now, right. the Institute of Electrical and Electronic Engineers, okay, the IEEE, which I'm a member, okay, they've gotten they got white papers and stuff written on this, right, and they even tell them what to do, you know, and they got the waveform, there's been all kinds of research on it, and still nobody does it.
0: You haven't seen any. So what or, I do
1: is, people yeah. who have solar and they got problems, they call mm-hmm. me and I say, okay. So we need to know the output. and We need to know, you know, how many amps and the voltage and things like that. And then we'll go to a company called CoreCom and they, they build them a filter. That, it takes about a hundred, maybe from seventy-nine, eighty dollars to one hundred and fifty bucks, you know. And then we get a kind of a catch-all generic filter, and they have to have an electrician install it, and mm-hmm. then they put our filters in and and it nice. helps.
0: So there's always so a So it can be
1: cleaned up, but why should you have to clean it up yourself? Know. You buy something, it should work. You buy a new car, it should have tires on it.
0: You've, you've not seen an inverter company that does it right? You've never found no. one? No.
1: I have not. Mm. Not one. And people say, oh, it's a clean sine wave. Well, look at it when the oscilloscope; It won't be
0: clean. <laughs> They'll have little steps in it, right? Little steps.
1: Yeah, all kinds of notches. It looks like a saw yeah. blade, bleed, you know. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: wow. Yeah, when I was on solar... When after I when I first talked to you years ago, I had a fellow come out and I saw the steps on the on the oscilloscope from the solar from the inverter. Yeah,
1: and you, and you, and you don't want to be you don't
0: to do that. No. Well, we started with LED bulbs, and goodness knows where we went. Holy cow!
1: Well, it's always nice talking to you. You got a really nice audience. You know, I mean, as far as. Uh, I usually get calls afterwards and stuff like that. And yeah. very intelligent people. That's I have to right. commend them for so that. If you yep.
0: call if you call or email Dave, you know, be respectful of his time. He, he's a very kind guy because he lives in Wisconsin. You know, the Chisets, and they're they're okay. kind. So don't overstay your welcome. He can only help
1: so much. Dave. But yeah, but don't yeah, don't worry about it. I mean, yeah. you know, as far as uh, if you have a question, call. I mean, I'll. I might not be able to take the call at one, you know, that particular moment, but I I definitely will call back if you leave a number. I know. And I will definitely, I answer all my calls.
0: You always have over the years, Dave Stetzer. Mm -hmm. Well, you're a good guy. Thanks a lot for being on. And we had short notice. I just thought about you this morning. Very interesting. So we need to talk to Dave Stetzer about these LEDs. Because it's, you know, they banned them. I think, is it worldwide ban on on the incandescents? Do you know? What is it? A worldwide ban on the incandescent bulbs? Do you know,
1: I'm well. I don't think it's
0: worldwide.
1: Uh, you know, th- I just know the Grand Home the Department of Energy has been trying to do this for some time, and now she did it. Yeah, she got it. It's not an act of Congress, so that's what I mean. I don't know how they. I don't know how, but I'm not an attorney. But I would think somebody would. But I don't know who. Light bulb company, maybe, or something. Mm-hmm. But you know. Well, hard to hard to fight City Hall, you yeah. know, the old thing, but
0: Well when I get more richer and more famous, we're gonna we're gonna take this to the Supreme Court. It'll be fun. We'll have fun. <laughs> Dave Stetzer, thanks for being here, brother. We appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me. Okay, sure. Any anytime. Anytime. you yep. Bye.
0: Yep. Bye. What a nice guy, huh? Yeah. Well I hope that was helpful for you. Yep. I'm going to be more careful with my meters. I just kind of forgot about them the last few years. These are the filters, and these are the meter. StetzerElectric.com S-T-E-T-Z-E-R Electric.com As you can tell, a good guy. And if you're in a country where they have open, you know what he said? What do you call him? notes here. Grounded Y are open. I can't read my handwriting. Open D E E T Open Data. Yeah. That means that they're going through the ground to send the electricity back to the substation and you don't want to use these grounding mats. It makes it worse. So don't do that. All right, I love you all very much. We're going to talk with Charlie Sewell. We're going to do a little show called It takes well, How to Be Free in an Unfree World around noon. And then first step tomorrow morning is um, Fred Dashevsky. We'll talk about the real world buddy. And man, some fun stuff's going on. So I love you all. Let me know if I can help with anything. again, we appreciate your amazing support during our fun drive over the last 10 days or so. it been just great. Couldn't ask for anything better. So I love you guys. See you soon. And may the blessings be. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.